Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. He's a gorilla of destiny. A bullet club OG. Continuing on the legacy of the most feared name in all of wrestling. From Tonga to Japan to America, you are now entering Tamas Island with your host, the babyface heel, Tamatonga. Who boy! Who, folks? Folks, we are live on Twitch. We're live on your favorite podcasting <laughs> platforms. It is officially. Uh, Tuesday, March 29th, if you're watching us on Twitch or some other day if you're listening to us on a podcast platform. But the date isn't important. What is important is that we are officially on the end of the fast lane on the road to WrestleMania. It's the final week, folks. It's the final bit of road left before we get to one of the biggest weekends in the wrestling business. And just to add some more fun to the uh, occasion, it's coming off of a huge weekend just across the pond over in New Japan Pro Wrestling, where the New Japan Cup wrapped up. We're going to be talking about the New Japan Cup. We're going to be talking about WrestleMania weekend. We're going to be talking about Chris Rock and Will Smith. We'll be talking about pretty much everything that's happened over the past week since we have been talking to you here on the island but first let's get some introductions out of the way shall we we are live on thomas island with the one the only john john how are you on this fine uh uh tuesday you know this this is actually i'm actually having a pretty good day today yeah you feeling good you feeling you know fresh uh i'm gonna be really nice on this podcast because i never know who's listening and i I just don't want to get the taste slapped out my mouth so Today's not going to be the hot take machine anymore. Oh I'm no! Gonna be, I'm going to be the, uh, the the compliment comrade. So, oh, we're getting a kinder, gentler John today on Thomas Island, folks. Thomas can go babyface, so can I. Absolutely no, and considering how long this episode is probably going to be, we'll see how long that actually lasts. But John isn't the only one joining us here on Thomas Island, the new and improved John, I should say. We've also got taking her victory lap, coming fresh off of uh, uh, a an almost crystal ball like prediction of Tamatonga and Hiroshi Tanahashi uh, teaming together. It's the one. It's the only Karen. Karen, hey, how are you? We're happy Hello, to have you back. Hello, everyone. I'm glad to be back. I, I needed a couple of weeks off. I had to, you know, mm-hmm. take care and heal my heart. Yep. There's been a lot of wholesomeness going on in the Hantai. But, you know, if John is no longer the hot take machine, this could be telegraphing my heel turn. Oh, I boy. could be going dark now. <laughs> oh, boy. It's very... I'm, I'm 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 a Virgo, like, but I was born a couple of weeks early. I should have been a Libra, so I'm like, mm, I need some balance in the universe. So we'll see what happens. Uh, oh Lord, yeah, no, and especially, 
<laughs> Especially now that we're seeing a, a a crueler, meaner show, it's very possible that uh, that a crueler, meaner Karen might rear her head here on Thomas Island. Oh, we'll see. No. Like I said, it's a very long episode, and the way the road to WrestleMania is going, we all might be healed by the end of this. Who knows? But uh, I am your host, as always, the culture vulture, the folk city hustler, the dirtbag disruptor, the bored ape of God, the... Uh, uh, Thane of Fife, I'm the shy beetle, I'm your certified lover boy, I'm whatever you need me to be this week, and this week specifically, I am your guide down this wild road of, of, of wrestling that we've been on for the past week. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good place to start, because like I said, there's a lot going on in the wrestling world, so I'm just going to start with this. If you haven't seen the final of the New Japan Cup, uh, it's about to be spoiled for you in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Here we go. Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Tetsuya Naito to become the second time New Japan Cup winner. He did so with the help of a hallucinatory vision of George Michael and Prince. George Michael, of course, telling Zack Sabre Jr. to use the spinning techno remix of his Sabre driver. He was able to do that. He was able to put down uh, Tetsuya Naito, and we have a new New Japan Cup winner. I'm going to throw to you, Karen, first. What do you think of Zack Sabre Jr. bringing the cup home to England? I wasn't so sure that he would be able to do it. And this is because last year, Osprey won it. I didn't think they were going to go double foreigner back to back. But I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for them to pull the trigger on Zack Sabre Jr. I want Sabre Goon. I want <laughs> Sorry Okada. I want IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. The, the, the vegan Hydro, whatever he's got going on, I want Zach to do the thing. Now bring the belt home, too. Ooh, wow. Wow. Karen making a bold prediction that not only Zach Sabre Jr. Uh, uh, going to take, not only gonna, that he's going to take the world title from Okada, but he's going to take Suzuki-gun from Minoru Suzuki. Look, I won't turn up my nose at any of it, but at the uh, at the end of the day, I do I do agree with you. I think it's long overdue for Zack Sabre Jr. to get that second win. He is a guy who's been real dedicated to New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's moved to Japan. He is one of the four and ten. I mean, hell, it's like we've seen with uh, Tamatonga and Tongaloa. Uh, shout out to the 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 namesake of this island. There are some foreign talent who the Japanese fans have seen come over so often during this pandemic, take time away from their families, or in the case of Zack Sabre Jr., straight up move to Japan. And so they, they it has created this bond, I think, with Zack Sabre Jr. and and the the fans not only in Japan but worldwide. And so it it feels overdue. It feels like it feels like this will be a, a big moment for Sabre because. He's been in this position before. The last time Zack Sabre Jr. won the New Japan Cup, Kazuchika Okada was the IWGP heavyweight champion. And now here he is about, it's he won it in 2018, so we're at four years later. And now Kazuchika Okada is once again the IWGP, this time world heavyweight champion. And Zack Sabre Jr. is heading into the uh, spring super show, Hyper Battle 22, to face him once again. And I, I gotta believe this has gotta be the point where he, he gets it done. It, it, otherwise it... It, it could become a ghost that haunts him. I don't know. John, what do you think of Zack Sabre Jr. winning the cup? You know, first of all, Zack Sabre Jr. is such a wonderful competitor, good-looking guy. 
Uh, really, that's wonderful. so nice of you, John. You're being very uh, complimentary. Uh, <laughs> you know, you'd think when you look at him, you know, he's so, uh, you know, unlike all the other competitors that have won, you know, not the same build or even, you know, necessarily uh, skill mm -hmm. level or ex experience. Um, and yet, and yet he, he cleared the, he cleared the tree, made it to the top, made it to the top of the mountain, uh, quite kind of clean. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think he deserves it. I'm there yeah. for it. Uh, I'm glad to see it wasn't kind of like a predictable screw job kind of win uh, where, you know, I, I, I'm just glad it was like, just, just like a nice clean match, you know, it didn't yeah. feel and, weird. And I'm going to, I'm going to throw a name out there that might kind of feel like it's from left field when I say it in relation to Zack Sabre Jr. But Zack Sabre Jr. at this moment in time kind of reminds me of Kenny Omega. Hmm. He is a he's a, a talent who's come over from a foreign country to live in Japan to really dedicate himself, in this case, to New Japan pro wrestling. You know, he studied the pro wrestling Noah Dojo. So it's not like it's not like Zack Sabre Jr. hasn't exactly had a history with the island. And he also has a, a very deep friendship with a, a fellow popular talent in Tai Chi that I think also you kind of see it with the golden lovers of Omega and Ibushi. I think that I think the dangerous techers have kind of reached that point where they are, uh, uh, for lack of a, a, a better term, the, the bromance of New Japan pro wrestling. And I think that is uh, that is kind of added to. Uh, it's it's given this edge to Saber. It's given this, uh, I, I mean, not to to steal a term from John's, added a, a level of wholesomeness that I don't think you would expect from a vicious submission wrestler like Zack Saber Jr. And to see Tai Chi on commentary for that New Japan Cup final, to see his friend win the uh, the cup, and then to be able to celebrate in the ring with him and backstage, like it, I, it it does feel like their tag title run last year where they they were heading. Heading to all the Tokyo Dome shows with those IWGP titles have really elevated Dangerous Techers to a to a new level. I don't know, Karen. Am I am I completely off base here? Or I don't think you're completely off base. And the thing is about Zach is that he's been the slow burn mm -hmm. since he's joined New Japan because you know he won the Cup in 2018, but then Jay White came back. Jay White got shot straight to the moon. Osprey gained caught fire. He got shot to the moon and they both jumped over him mm -hmm. and, you know, have gone back and forth between the States and, you know, their home countries or their, wherever, you know, wherever yeah. their place of residence is. And like you said, Zach stayed there the entire pandemic. Zach stayed. He didn't go home. He, he made a choice to stay there with the company. And I think that endeared him, not just to the Japanese fans, but to the, you know, the fans internationally, because Maybe I don't know what his family situation is, but I don't know if his family, if he has a family in Japan with him mm -hmm. or if he's just on his own doing his own thing. But it's one of those things where he's poured everything he's had into New Japan. And especially yeah. after his G1 win last year, if he wasn't going to win the New Japan Cup this year, I'd have him in my, my, my top three for winning mm -hmm. the G1 this year. It was going to be one or the other. And don't get me wrong. I love Okada. I'm a, you know, I mean, he's like, I already moved. To, I, I ditched yeah. the Bullet Club calendar. I moved to April because it's chaos. I, I was going to say, I, I can see him peering over yeah, you right him now. Yeah, him and Ishii are just kind of hanging out over my shoulder right now. Um, But the thing is, is that we had, you know, Wrestle Kingdom. We had the anniversary show. Okada's had several months with the championship. 
I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, it's too soon for Zach. He's been there for six years. Almost, like, he's been there almost as long as Sonata. Mm-hmm. And this is the opportunity for him to have a singles belt again. That yep. isn't the Rev Pro UK title. Like it's time that, don't get me wrong, we've talked about this before, there needs to be new people in the championship picture. Now, I'm not saying that doesn't mean that Okada can't win the G1 this year. Mm-hmm. In, and in him fact, and, Naito, him and fact, Naito can try to fight, fight their way back to January the tw- January 4th, 2023. That's fine. Yep. But I need, you know, to help keep this good juju they have on the belt right now, I need another champion to have it. Because Okada, we know, he's been world champion. He's been heavyweight champion. He... He's he, he he is the belt. Like he doesn't need yep. a belt. He looks like the belt. Like I, I mean, mean the, the hair kind of all kind of all blends together. Yeah. With, with his uh his current robe ensemble. Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's like I love Okada, but am I getting bored of Okada? I don't know. Yeah. Okada's another one who's interesting when he's chasing the belt. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's and it's like you said. Uh, it. it, it if Zack Saber because Zack Saber Jr. has kind of won this cup, it takes him kind of out of the running for G one. I don't maybe maybe he he wins all of the trophies. He finds a way to win tag league as well because he's in a tag team. Maybe maybe that's Zack Saber story. Zack Saber Jr.'s story of the year. But it also kind of feels like maybe this is time to take that belt off Okada because another another kind of little little footnote and i hate that this is just a footnote in the new japan cup is that in the semifinals tetsuya naito beat kazuchika okada pinned him and therefore tied the singles record that okada was you know taking a victory lap over during the new B- the new year's golden series tour and so it i i i feel like if we're going to deal with that okada naito tie that they've they've kind of wrapped themselves back in you can do it again for the title, but then you you run the risk of it the, doesn't need the title though. That's the thing. Well, I mean, that's, Okada that's, and, and Naito they're great with the belt, but they also don't need the belt for murder. Well, and that's that's what I was gonna <laughs> say is it would just it would just burn out one of the best matches that New Japan has right now, and I don't I don't think that that's the, the and Naito's thing. knees <laughs> and Naito's knees exactly. And so that's yeah, I think I think these are very important. I think I think let Saber win let Saber win the title and let Naito and uh, Okada fight it out in the finals of the G1. Uh like that 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 feels like a, a a fun new Japan summer, but I'm also I'm also just full of hope and optimism because Saber beat Naito. It it feels like the kind of thing that needs to the that needs to really be hammered in there. Oh, Naito beat the world champion. And then still lost to Zack Saber Jr. And so Saber is—I mean, I mean—that's that's the guy right now. Especially when you've had a tournament that consisted of literally the entire roster, except for the people that had some travel issues. You really have now positioned Zack Saber Jr. on the top of the heap because everyone's been beaten. So Everyone. Now, now the question too is though, can he can he, can he capitalize with his career after that? Can he keep up the momentum of being a champion of being a you know, uh, top dog and still beat the Naito's and still beat the Okada's. That's that. And you know, that's a fascinating question that I would love to find out, but he's got to win the belt first before we can even ask that question. You know what I mean? And so that's, I mean, and, and to be fair, I'm calling him a champion only because he's the champion of the cup. I mean, I think that counts. He, he is. Not- yes. No, that he is. I mean, if Okada is- can be the champion of the G1. Yes. So Zach Saber Jr. is the champion of the new Japan cup. Oh man. He's, won- so. he's, he's won it twice. Yep. 
No, and, and to be fair, they usually do refer to them as like the New Japan Cup champion or whatever in the English translation. And so that's, that's as, that's as official the winner. I've got it. Um, but I'm with I'm with Lenny Banner in the Twitch chat who said, if not now for Zack Sabre Jr., when? Precisely. Because like, it, he, then you enter into that Sonata territory that I don't even think Sonata should be in right now of like he finally wins a singles title and and gets his face broken so yeah. like i it just it's it's i i i'm with y'all i hope zach saber jr heads to uh uh hyper battle 22 in ryogoku and gets that yeah. gets that win gets well, that title. Now, now that you say that i'm starting to worry if the u.s championship is cursed it is no it's i have it's been because you know moxley got sick moxley got stuck because of a typhoon called the ends up broke his hip how can it not be cursed? Look, it, let's let's be let's be completely real about the IWGP US title. It was set up as the Kenny Omega belt for when they started the US expansion. Right. Kenny Omega left, and since then it has been a series of illnesses, injuries, and other that have just left this belt in a lot of different kinds of limbo. So, like, yeah, no, I I am I'm I'm open to adding a curse to the lore of the IWGP United States belt, especially after this just, just random freak accident that happened between Osprey and Sonata. Because it's not it's not like anyone was gunning for Sonata. It just it just happened. You There's know, a, like a lot of Osprey discourse in the chat, by the way. Oh no, absolutely, and we'll get to that in a second. But like, like, because with Kenta, I'm not going to say standing on top of a very tall, everyone that stands on top of a very tall ladder should break their hip and their face and yada, yada, yada. I'm just saying it, it was a little, it, you, you expected that to result in an injury. Yeah. Whereas the Sonata one completely out of nowhere is I think yeah. the one that really makes you go, oh, so a wizard just like put a curse on. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. The I need, is- I need someone to let me sage the belt and give me the playbook and let me run it. Yep. Bring it, bring it back to here. Put it on New Japan Strong. I'm but with you. I'll, that, I'll that belt, it needs, it needs, we need, a, we need it a, needs some good juju on it. We need, it's, a, just, it's, we need an old it, priest. Tra- <laughs> we need an old priest and a young priest. And we need a circle of salt. We need whatever, whatever you believe in. I'll, I'll call, call, call up a co- coven summoning circle. And, but it's also the, uh, like the curse from the world championship has moved to the U.S. championship. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Okay. But that's the thing is I'm saying it was already I'm saying the US belt was already cursed in some way. I don't know if they got some of the the, the jewels from it from an Egyptian tomb or something, but it put it just, back. It, yeah, <laughs> no, you exactly, got like, put it back. Whatever yeah. what whatever whatever uh uh catacomb they found it in, they Bottom might need to return it to. Sure. Yeah, no, they found they found that belt underneath uh the what what's the what's the church from National Treasure? I don't know. I'm already I'm already digging Trinity. too deep. Yeah, Trinity Church. Yeah, underneath Trinity Church, there is uh, the U.S. That's where they found the U.S. belt, and uh, it it needs to be returned. Uh, anyway, enough about the curse of the U.S. title. <laughs> Let's get back to the fact that, uh, like we said, Sonata was injured by Will Osprey. Will Osprey still raising a bit of a stink about the fact that he did not submit in uh, uh, the New Japan Cup in his match with Zack Saber Jr. He did not submit. The match was stopped by Red Shoes. And despite the fact that Will Osprey went into the match off of a ref stoppage, suddenly this new ref stoppage was too was was no no now the ref stoppage is bad when when the when when I break Sonata's face the ref stoppage is fine but when Zack Saber Jr. is this close to sending my knee skyrocketing into the second row then then the the ref stoppage is too much I don't what okay. me and me and John have been dissecting this for I think a week now I want to throw to Karen on what do you think of of 
Osprey Gate. You mean Osprey Gate 2022? Because he had one last year when he got the belt stripped from him. That's true. The man uh, is the man is mired in controversy. First All and right, foremost, so the Osprey tapped. Yes. Secondly, he should thank Red Shoes for saving his knee because even though he's bulked up and put on 40 pounds of weight, th- those knees aren't getting him the height he used to get, which is why Sonata ended up with a broken a broken orbital bone. So you know yep. what? I guess it's good storytelling because now he can go into the next four months complaining that he's not getting his title shot from Sonata because Sonata is holding the belt hostage while all the shelf while he had to be stripped from the belt, yada, 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 yada. But he tapped. He needs to put his big boy pants on and admit that he lost. Yeah. No, and, and to be fair, I laughed my ass off when he re- went into the rant during the tag match at the finals and walked right into a shotgun dropkick from uh, Hiromu Takahashi. Hilarious. And so if if he's going to go geek with it, go full geek with it. But it, it is kind of like, I, I, I said this last week, he was on the shelf last year with an injury. And now what he's saying is, you know what? I, I wish I had gotten injured so that way I could at least say that I didn't tap. You know what I mean? Like, the, what, what, what is this man's, like, obsession with getting injured? Like, did, did he want to lose his knee? Did he want to get choked out to the point where he gets brain damage from lack of oxygen? Like, what, what is Red Shoes supposed to do? Because then he gets attention without having to fight for it. You know, because okay. then he gets all the sympathy, he gets flowers, he gets candy, you know, sends to the, the hospital. So I think, you know, maybe that's what he's after because then he doesn't have to defend himself. He only has to, uh, you know, cut promos. Um, yeah. No, but I think here's the thing, you know, now thinking about it, um, Gary, who's been on the on the podcast before, said it's a conspiracy. And at first I was like, there's no way it's a conspiracy. Now I think about it. Red shoes. Okay. Red shoes. Red as in like the soldiers that used to wear shoes in the Revolutionary War, the red coats, red coats carried, uh, their officers carried sabers, Zach okay. Saber Jr. Okay. Red shoes are um, all together in a conspiracy. I'm gonna stop right, Ale- well- I'm gonna I'm gonna stop the Alex Jonesing for a second. Cause here's the thing. As as someone who respects conspiracy theories. I I think there is a conspiracy going on, but it's not what John is suggesting. Because Red Shoes, because here's the thing: Will Osprey's not only blaming Red Shoes; he's blaming the office because President Obari has straight up said the referee's decision is final. And I think there is a conspiracy between Red Shoes and the office, because I don't know if you've ever looked at the New Japan World splash page when you like fire it up on Fire TV or when you load it up on your computer. But it has a history of being kind of cursed, where like Osprey will get put up there and he'll get injured. Romo will get put up there, he'll get injured. And I think that because Osprey is someone that, uh, let's be real, New Japan seems to to like. He was carrying around a fake title last year and they gave him a title shot regardless. Like, clearly the office likes Osprey. Clearly they feel he is someone they can make money off of. And clearly Red Shoes knows that if Will Osprey gets injured, and he can't walk anymore because his knee got blown out or he gets choked out to the point where he can't, you know, wrestle, then yeah, let, 
let's uh let's maybe stop the match so that way we can keep osprey on the sh- you know keep osprey on the roster and active for the next year as opposed to on the shelf like he was for most of 2021 so yeah i think there's a conspiracy but i think it was a conspiracy to keep osprey healthy a, a conspiracy from the office to look out for the talent's better interests when maybe the talent themselves aren't looking out for their own interests that is the job of the referee yeah but if you frame it as a conspiracy, maybe they'll buy it. Maybe finally the Osprey folks will bite for it. That's how I'm saying it. But yeah, so whatever. It's fine. But when I said uh, I wanted a Saber Goon, mm-hmm. I wasn't talking about him kicking out Minoru Suzuki. Okay. I was having him kick out Osprey and take over the United Empire. Oh, damn. Okay. Do some true top tier colonizer shit. Oh, man. Stake his own flag because he was in New Japan first. Maybe. May I would I honestly I would like to That would give him something to cry about. I, I would love to see the interplay between crazy liberal Zack Saber Jr. and crazy like primal dude bro Aaron Hanare. Cause like <laughs> I, I do think there would be some ideological differences between the United Empire and Zack Saber Jr., but I'm I'm with you. I think that it could be an interesting it could be an interesting thing for the anti-fascist to take over the United Empire, uh, for lack of a better term. Zack Saber Jr. is the uh, the new member that Osprey has been teasing. Maybe maybe that's what Osprey is. Maybe that's that. Are would we are, are we going to talk? Are we going to talk that theory? Because I have I have let's, an idea. Let's do it. We're, we're we're starting to talk in circles about the cup anyway. So let's talk about the fact that Osprey is teasing a new member of the uh, United Empire. First of all, I just want to say I've got nothing to do with this. I was joking when they <laughs> were junior, but yeah. apparently, Karen, you have a line of, of logic. Please continue. Oh, um, well, you know, back last year, Francesco Akira from All Japan Pro Wrestling, he is Italian. He was in All Japan for a very long time, beloved by the fans. A junior heavyweight he's gone back to europe and he's been home for some time mm-hmm. the bruciare the ver is the verb to burn he's apparently known as the fireball mm-hmm. and if you do a little bit of searching on the old tweet machine a lot of his recently liked tweets are all new japan related and it doesn't matter what kind of new japan yep. <laughs> new japan strong hauntai chaos it doesn't matter he's he's just out there liking everything so my money would be on them bringing francesco akira over which I, would be great because you'd also draw the all japan fans that miss him it would over also new japan and and it would also be perfect timing because we're about a month away from the uh best of super junior starting and that's the one area that united empire is woefully like they've got tjp but he doesn't feel like he's heading over to japan anytime soon francesco akira is a guy who he's already got some paperwork that they can kind of transfer over from all japan i mean it can't it's it, it's not a one-to-one transfer but he's he's got the history classifying a current visa is easier than establishing a new exactly. one i had to do that when i lived in japan Exactly. And I also, th- I think Francesco Akira is someone that even, even before Osprey, even before he had left back to Europe, I was, he was just someone that I felt they should have stolen from all Japan. Cause I, no offense to the all Japan fans out there, but Noah, new Japan, DDT, everyone should just be picking the bones of all Japan right now. The talents leaving, like it's, it, there's a mass exodus that hasn't been seen since like, what was it? 2000 when Misawa took everyone out. 
Um, so yeah, it's it. I think Francesco Akira would be a great fit. I think it would be a perfect platform for him because he, I mean, he was. If I'm not mistaken, he was one of the the he was the first Italian-born uh, junior champion in the history of all Japan, or in, possibly in the, the history of Japan itself. Uh, but he's he's definitely. He's definitely one to watch. If you haven't seen any of his, the Francesco, I'm sorry, I'm dropping, I'm dropping shit over here. If you haven't seen the Francesco Akira matches, go, go check them out. He'd be a great fit for the United Empire. Who are you? Who are you thinking, John? Well, actually, now I'm trying to figure out if Italy was ever part of the United Kingdom or if they ever. No, in fact, they fought many wars to stay out of the United Kingdom. Yeah, so they're just gonna screw up their whole theme. Well, no, but this isn't this isn't the United Kingdom. The United Empire is. Uh, oh, know, but, but they're all from places that have been colonized. Right? Italy has technically been colonized because it started as city states, and so therefore, like Sicilians are Sicilians. Not um, uh, Northern Italians are different from Southern Italians. So the idea of a unified Italy is a kind of colonial idea to Italians, if that makes any sense. I'm I'm sorry to be Italy explaining to the Italian on the show, but yeah, no, I get it. I just don't. I just, it's uh, it's loose, but all right, I'll take it. Let, it let's it's it's it's, kind of, it's more of a United Nations of a, a foreigner it's, faction it's plus Okarn because he's apparently mysteriously from somewhere else. It's like a it's like a it's like a legion or like sure. an axis. Like, it's like an axis of of sort of sorts. Don't, don't know if we want to go that route. Like a ball. What, the, wait, are you are you telling me that I sh I shouldn't call the group of guys that have kind of held ancient Rome up on the standard? I shouldn't call them some kind of axis. They're they're a, you know a united axis. Oh, of folks. that axis. Sorry, yeah. I was thinking of World War Two axis. No, that's what I'm talking about. The, yeah, the folks I mean, that yeah, the you know you had Italy, you yeah. had. Uh, a couple of other folks that were like, hey, we really want to be Rome. Remember when Rome was great? That's the yeah. United Empire. You know so what, and, I, I think I think that I think that they're on the right path. Yeah, no. And so I, th I think, you know, I think they should have Francesco and Kira join from a balcony. He needs right. a, a fun little hat. Maybe he can shave his head bald. Could be the Pope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dif different balcony same city um all right enough <laughs> enough world war ii history I, no, I, don't um, know. I don't know who it could be otherwise um your guess is yeah and i'm i'm not i'm not uh i don't really have skin in the game whoever joins i'm gonna boo them anyway uh, yeah no i i'm i'm i think francesco akira is a good a good call i think he'd be a great fit for the united empire um yeah. and i i think that as oh man especially like akira teaming with jeff cobb is that did, I'm sorry, did I miss that? Did he already have does he already have beef with like Desperado? Who, Akira? Yeah. He was sort one of the many, many, many names that Desperado called out when he was calling out for juniors oh. to become up as champions. Exactly. He, or a uh, challenger, they, sorry. They're, they're burning like a photo of him, right? Or whatever. It was all the juniors. So oh. I think they're gonna debut him at Super Junior. Because I yeah. saw uh, like a GIF thing or whatever, or GIF, whatever as a burning his well, he's the champion, so he's gonna be the the middle of it. So got it. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, well, uh, you know whoever it is, uh, fuck them. So I mean, wait, because <laughs> they're the bad guys, right? So I can say that. It's it, it anyway. Uh, long. How's story that baby face turn working for you, Josh? <laughs> this, is, this is why. <laughs> this is why I said it's going to be a long episode, and we haven't even gotten to. I made a half yet. hour though. That's not bad. Yeah, you made it a half hour. Shout out to John for making it a half hour as the new and improved John. But let's get down and dirty now, because it's time to talk about the road to WrestleMania. Because let's be real. In the United States in 2022, 
WWE is not the only ones on the road to WrestleMania. GCW is on the road to WrestleMania, and they got a bunch of independent groups following them for the collective. Uh, who else is on the road to WrestleMania? New Japan's on the road to WrestleMania. They're going to be at uh, WrestleCon. And yeah, ROH is on the road to WrestleMania, which means, as I pointed out last week, that despite saying they would never be involved in WrestleMania weekend, they would try to let it be its own thing, Tony Khan is now also involved in WrestleMania weekend because he's running Supercard of Honor. I, I said a number. There, and you know what? Fuck it. I'll say it again here. Uh, it's I find it hilarious how many people talk shit about WWE, try to take pop shots at them all year. And as soon as Mania hits, oh, time to hitch up our trailer to wherever <laughs> WrestleMania is and, and try, yeah, to, try to suckle at their teeth and pick up whatever's left over. Crumbs. You go, you go where the money is, baby. That's America. I'm that's, okay with that's that. the way it works. I'm okay with that. But when there's, when there's gold that. out West, you go out West. When there's oil in this, in Texas, you go to Texas. And when there is WWE, when WrestleMania is coming to your city, you bring everyone to WrestleMania and you, you know run me, the show. I'm, I'm carny as hell. As much as the next guy, I just, I just want to point out. A little bit of hypocrisy. No, and uh, to be fair, I think the real, the I, that's why I keep pointing out the fact that Tony Khan used to always say yeah. AEW wasn't going to have a presence at WrestleMania weekend. Well, just like now, Risk has, right, Link? Oh, well, yeah, well, they, they technically still haven't. But yeah, now he's running the second biggest non-WWE show, technically. I mean, I, I don't know what the ticket sales are currently for Supercard of Honor, but it's, it's the... It is the the number two Wrestle WrestleMania weekend show. The way the Mania uh, ticket sales are going, it might be the number one biggest. <laughs> it's it, yeah, it's entirely possible too. I don't. I, when people say half, half of that stadium is huge. So no, yeah, and half of that stadium is is reserved for production too. So like, I it, they're at, it, the WrestleMania ticket sales are actually doing decently. And then the rumor that like, oh, they're giving away tickets because some guy said online that he's in the military and they gave him free tickets. And it's like, yeah, they do that every event. Yeah. Every year, every pay-per-view, they give out huge amounts of tickets to local military. Yeah. No, and it's... It, oh, sorry. No, go ahead, Karen. Good. I think the only loophole that they have about that argument about AEW not doing WrestleMania week and being their own thing, I feel like Cody was the one who was most vocal about that from the mm -hmm. start. And now that Cody's not there anymore, and technically, while AE... Or, sorry... Tony Khan purchased Ring of Honor. It's still branded as Ring of Honor, yep. even though some of the talent is signed by AEW. So AEW technically isn't running WrestleMania weekend, but Tony yep. Khan is. But it's, it's, like it, how, it's like how Ryan Murphy said that American uh, Horror Story would never have vampires. And then, bam, he's got a whole thing with Lady Gaga playing a damn vampire. So yep. I can't trust no, no, exactly. I'm not. I'm not. Again, the, it's. I'm not. I'm. I'm mainly doing it to point out the fact that we're all we're all mired in this together, folks. There is so no where the moral, money is. Yeah. No. There is no. This is North American wrestling. There is no moral high ground we can find here. Trent Reznor said, "We're all in this together now. Nothing. Nothing's going to stop us now." Yeah. I, what's the quote? There is no ethical consumption under Vince McMahon. Anyway, we are currently on the road to WrestleMania. Uh, like I said, Ring of Honor running Supercard of Honor. They now have about six shows announced, but they're going to be running up against Impact, which also has a Briscoes match, I should point out. So the Briscoes are wrestling twice on Friday night. Uh, they're also running up against, I believe, Spring Break. They're running up against SmackDown. And 
depending on how long the show goes, they're running up against AEW Rampage. So it's definitely, I think, Tony Khan's first time not necessarily being the cool kid in the room. Because, like, wherever AEW goes, like, that's the place to be. But how is he going to deal with the fact that there's, like, going to be people watching Spring Break on their phones at Supercard of Honor? Is I think the big question. John's already smiling. I want to throw it to you. How, like because it, it it is it's going to be a change. Break? Huh? So MTV Spring Break? No, Joey Janela's Spring Break. Oh, for a second, that's why I was like laughing. I thought you were doing a bit. <laughs> like, no, you didn't know about the MTV Spring Break revival. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they brought that back. Yeah, no, we're okay. all going to hang out at Club La Vila and watch ridiculousness. Oh, sweet. Um, uh, okay, yeah, the Joey Janela thing. I just saw him um, threatening uh, Sean Ross Sapp. Well, Sean Ross Sapp's in the clusterfuck. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, sure. So I think that, listen, there's not a better place for a journalist to be than in the in the mire, right? Oh, absolutely. He does it for charity, so there's that. I mean, yeah. I would love to punch him in the face for charity. Not because there's anything wrong with him. He just has, you know, that kind of faith. <laughs> All right. I know we're, we still have Twitch community guidelines working oh, with you, sorry. And that's not a All threat. Right. I mean, if he's in the match, it's not. It's for charity. It's not a threat. Oh. Let's let's move All off right, this. No, so anyways, what I want to talk about for a second is the fact that that uh, he built his own uh, him sorry going back to Tony Khan he's at least he has uh, hedged his bets and two of the things that are happening that night whether they get the most attention or not are his so at the very sure. least whether dynamite's the big thing even though it's pre-taped that's at, at home anyway well and depending on how you consider Joey Janelle at this point three of the things going on that night are his because he oh, right. is he is Joey Janela's boss until that contract comes up. And so oh, he's work. I guess the contract doesn't matter, right? Because they don't have exclusives at AEW. Yeah, no, like Joey Janela was always allowed to run GCW Spring Break, but that was before Tony Khan announced, oh, yeah, I'm going to be running against you. I keep forgetting that all of or it's not. I guess it's not like completely. I think that might be one of the midnight shows. So it's, it's, it might be, it might be overlapping, but it's still like. I keep forgetting still... that all elite is like some elite or mostly elite. Uh, nobody's all elite, right? Like they somewhat elite. They can wrestle wherever they want. Almost elite. Man, man, you you left the new and improved John by the side of the road. I love this. All right. Uh, my best. This is in my nature. It's in my blood. You know. No, and and that's why because like the road to WrestleMania is weird. I think we should we should also talk about that at some point. Is the fact that it it has felt for the past few weeks like WrestleMania was months away. Like they have time to make this more important, and we're we're now here. We are. And we're talking. Tony Khan is running against his own employees. Uh, the G- the GCW collectives going on like always. It feels like the actual WrestleMania is is the thing no one's really talking about yet. NXT supposedly not takeover is at eleven o'clock in the morning, Stand as opposed in- to as opposed to closing out Saturday night in a sold out arena. <laughs> Saturday matinee, baby. You know, you know, you've hit it big when you're you're running against creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, yeah, no, it, it's a weird. It's too much. I'm just gonna say that right off the bat. This WrestleMania weekend is too much. So let's let's parse through it. We're already talking about Ring of Honor, SuperCard of Honor, the 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 biggest. Uh, 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 I still maintain this is just getting FTR and the Briscoes out of the way and monetizing it to the best of their abilities without getting Warner Media executives too pissed. Although, as we said last week, Warner Media executives probably are already pissed. Um, but what what NXT are? Is sorry, go ahead. No, NXT is one p.m. on Saturday, which means in real life it's actually more like noon. 
But is it they one, on, is, are they in Central Time or Mountain Time? They'd be on Central. Uh, they'd be on Central Time. Yeah, it's, but it, it's NXT, NXT brunch and getting brunch for delivery. It's it's <laughs> it's day drinking NXT. It's not. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I always feel like I'm drinking when I'm watching NXT anyway now because I'm. So, uh, well, yeah, but but it's <laughs> it's not eight. It's not that it's not that illustrious eight p.m. on Saturday night WrestleMania weekend the night before WrestleMania. It's mm-hmm. I'm gonna be uh, at that time. I'll be actually at a real matinee watching a live performance of Cats. Ooh, okay. Fancy. At the theater. At the theatry. Uh, with my theater. Just be concerned about my health and wellness. Um, uh, and I think it's funny because I think I'd almost rather see cats. Well, what's I didn't I I still I'm a little out of the loop on what the stand and deliver card is here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up. Oh, uh, Ross. That only makes sense when it was a pirate theme. It's still pirate well, no. Now it makes more sense. Because like Stand and Deliver, it's being done during the the hours that one would be in weekend detention, like a lot of the kids in Stand okay. and Deliver. So I think they're really going hard into the Edward James almost, uh, I'm going to teach you calculus side of Stand and Deliver than the pirate theme that they had when last year. you have the Women's Dusty Cup tag team winners not go for the NXT women's tag team champions, but insert themselves into the women's championship match instead, making it a four-way. That's where I have a problem with it. Okay, yeah. So let, let me let me run down this NXT stand and deliver card uh, for you all. But stand and we, deliver us the card. Stand. I will stand and deliver. I'm not going to stand because I don't want to. The card. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't want y'all to see my sweatpants. But. Um, <laughs> All right, so we've got a fatal five-way ladder match for the North American Championship. Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller, Santos Escobar, Solo Sequoia, uh, A-Kid, Cam- A-Kid or Cameron Grimes or Roderick Strong. Did they did they settle that yet, or is that not been Probably determined? tonight, maybe? Oh, that's right. It's Tuesday. They'll it's probably Tuesday. settle you know that, that tonight. Means. Yeah, it's Tuesday. Um, so then we've also got a singles match between Tommaso Ciampa and Tony D'Angelo. So the, the it's it's an Italian street fight. We've got the fatal four-way match between Mandy Rose, Cora Jade, Io Shirai, Kaylee Ray. Triple threat tag team match, Imperium versus MSK versus the Creed Brothers. LA Knight versus the former Walter. And then NXT, then Dolph Ziggler versus uh, Braun Breaker. So yeah, that's not an 8 p.m. NXT. That's, that's an after. Take it because his uh, dad and uncle are going into the hall of fame i don't it's wwe so i could also see them being like he's having a good enough weekend we need to we need to <laughs> give him balance we need to give him a loss yeah balance i i, I just need io shirai and kaylee ray not to get pinned and not to win the nxt women's championship go to wrestlemania that night when it being the women's rumble or whatever they have if they have one even and just go up to maine and stay there they neither of them need to be in x in nxt anymore carrying nxt yeah I'm I'm excited to see what happens when Tony D'Angelo beats Tommaso Ciampa because last time they had oh. Tony D'Angelo take out a high-profile member of the former NXT, he got renamed Butch. So I'm excited to see what they decide for Tommy Chomps. I'm uh, so I, sick of Tomato Chomper. I want it, the hell out of NXT. This is probably a good point to bring up that they did just trademark the name Elton Prince uh, in WWE. Oh no! Uh, no one, I don't know whose new name that is, but they've they've nick they've Elton. trademarked the name Elton that's Prince. It. So that's got to be Elias. That's got to be Elias. 
maybe John and Prince put together, right? Exactly. Yeah. No, I would. I would hope so. But oh, uh, no, that is a that is a terrible name. Or it's Rick Boogs. Or it's Rick Boogs. How, <sighs> how dare they change? He's got the best name in the. He's got the best name in the, the company. They name. can't change Rick. Boogs. I don't know. Now is it still the best name? Like they keep changing it. It's like whenever it's over, they're like, "No, that's too over," and then they just dial it back. Yep. Well, was, that's because Guggenheim and whatever. Well, yeah, no, because I think if you do, if you give full, well, I think his first name was Eric Bugenhagen. If you gave, yeah. if you gave us full unfiltered Eric Bugenhagen, that's a WWE champion. So they got to keep holding that guy back, or else he's gonna just run roughshod over the company. Yeah, uh, it's the same. It's the same reason Braun Breaker has to be Braun Breaker, because um, he's taken to it like a duck to water, and they need to hold him back. Uh, that's that's why I'm like I don't know I don't know maybe Braun Breaker takes it but it's also the it's like the early afternoon show in WWE so I could see them being like no we need to save that for NXT ratings you Corey know in the chat just said it's Cody yeah God <laughs> who's um who's in the ladder match again the ladder match is going to be well first of all we'll find out tonight I guess whether it's a kid Cameron Grimes or Roderick Strong so shout out to anyone who is listening to this podcast after Tuesday and is like well it's actually that guy um but also in that is going to be Carmelo Hayes Grayson Waller Santos Escobar Solo uh, uh Solo Sequoia Sequoia that's I'm sorry I, I feel like it's either going to be Solo or Waller I think Carmelo, Waller because you know Santos Escobar had the belt Carmelo yep. Hayes has the belt. Neither of them need it anymore. And they Grayson. should be they should be in line for the NXT championship. And let's be real, if you've been watching NXT over the past few weeks, it has become the show where whenever Grayson Waller isn't on TV, people ask, hey, where's Grayson Waller? I'm waiting for the next Grayson Waller moment. He's all over the show. And so it, it does feel like they, they'll reward that at some point. Solo has also been rewarded a lot, but Again, I, I, I go back to my point about Braun Breaker and Rick Boogs. He seems like someone they need to hold back for a little while. They like to build up that kinetic energy with people. Um, so that's NXT Stand and Deliver. That's going to be on Saturday afternoon, heading into WrestleMania Saturday. WrestleMania Saturday is going to be uh, headlined by the Kevin Owens show. Kevin Owens will be talking to Stone Cold Steve Austin. I, you know who I feel really bad for in that is Ronda Rousey because like she she was like all right time to end my pregnancy leave go back to WWE I'm gonna fight the the one woman that seems to be able to main event WWE shows and it's gonna be a talk show closing night one of WrestleMania I uh, that's man someone doesn't like Ronda Rousey that's what it that's what I it don't feels like, like Ronda Rousey so I'm fine with it <laughs> Same, but this, this is like this now I would have feels... done her like that though if it was up if I was a producer I'd be like yeah oh, you know guys yeah we can't put Stone Cold anywhere but the top you know even though it's the talk show you got to put him at the top of the show like you know that's the only yeah. way to do it no exactly they keep you talking know... about how it's the first time in 19 years so yeah. he, he can't not be there it sounds it sounds point. like yeah it sounds like we're getting an impromptu match or something it sounds like he's gonna get physical you think i'll book um, him the next day yes i think well i think a lot of people are gonna get booked to the next day because stone cold steve well ronda rousey isn't the only big deal match that is on wrestlemania saturday wrestlemania saturday also has seth rollins facing an opponent of vince mcmahon's choosing <laughs> and i am i am personally of the belief that uh it's going to be Seth Rollins going to be in the ring. Vince McMahon is going to say, here comes your opponent. And it's going to be Shane McMahon. Uh, Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon is going to beat Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is going to lose his mind. 
And then on WrestleMania Sunday, he's going to try to hijack the show and get interrupted by Cody Rhodes. Because I, th- I, I, the, the fact that this whole Seth Rollins thing is going down on Saturday makes me feel like it has to bleed into Sunday, especially if Cody's tied to this, because he's the only, he's the most talked about thing on a show that has Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for both titles. So like he, he's definitely, definitely going to be a centerpiece of this weekend, whether it's just, hey, where is he throughout the next, you know, few weeks or whatever the next few hours until he shows up on the the monday raw that he is scheduled for but i i, I don't know i feel like it's gonna bleed in john's got his his head on his hands so i kind of want to throw to his reaction it's this makes too much sense man because <laughs> that's just it is he can is is seth can be yelling about nepotism and complaining about how shane mcmahon only got his spot about because of who his father was yada 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 and then oh he can be God. met I... with the ultimate nepotism boss cody rhodes vince doesn't like or i mean i'll just say wwe i don't want to blame only vince they don't like when the audience thinks that they know more than them yep so the fact that everybody's like oh it's cody obviously it's cody obviously it's cody oh it's cody Makes him go, and Cody, motherfucker. You know what? It was going to be Cody, but now that you all said it was going to be Cody, yep. now it's going to be Shane. Or it's yeah. Veer. It's Veer. No, Veer is, they've already announced Veer ah, is ah, 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 ah. He'll April be, 4th. That, that's his raw debut. Yes, yes. No, I know, but that's I am I'm, I'm, I'm the journalist. I have to throw in the footnotes. I have to. Right. No, you're right. But that doesn't mean he can't show up at Mania. Mm-hmm. He's no, and I've event before. So technically, he's already debuted in the company. Mm-hmm. No, and it could be it could be a lot of people. I just I think especially right. all they said was he's coming to Raw on that day. Yeah, exactly. No, you you are right. It could be it could be Veer. It could be Shane. I know one be, thing. You're right. It ain't Cody. It no. Yeah, like that's the thing. Is I don't think it's gonna be Cody. And if it is Cody, Hornswoggle. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be Hornswoggle dressed as Cody. What do you what are you, what are you thinking, Karen? Gentlemen, if I may. So. Yeah. To piggyback off of the we're going to bait and switch you with it being Shane. (sighs) If it's going to be Shane, personally, I don't know if Cody's going to come back as a face or a heel, but if he were to come out after Shane, beat Shane down where he stands and goes to the ring to face Seth instead, I wouldn't be mad at it. I don't know if I guess I'm just burnt out on heels hijacking matches between having, you know, Osprey mm-hmm. and show do it this past weekend, I I don't want it to be Seth does the same thing like a week later. Oh, I'm not I'm not saying he hijacks a match. I'm saying he just comes out in the middle of, or at the beginning but, of WrestleMania. But you know, but but like wastes burns people's precious time whining and complaining and stomping his feet. I'd rather just I don't know if people want Cody in WWE or if they're excited about it or not. I mean, if I I would rather him fight Seth and see what happens instead of Shane McMahon. Lights go out. We hear a strum of an acoustic guitar. The American flag goes on the Titan Tron. And you just hear WWE stands for walk with Elton. (laughs) Oh, my. And so and then it's it's Elton Prince, (laughs) the the former Elias. That would be that could be that could definitely be something. Does he play the piano now? Oh yeah, hell yeah, he plays the piano. He had better. I want some crocodile rock on that piano. What are you talking about? Honky cat. I wanted to play honky cat. Yeah, Elton man, Elton Prince, Elias. I just it just feels like such a like a like a Vince troll moment. 
Oh, it's going to be a troll. Like, that's the thing is, I think we're all agreed it's going to be a troll moment. Wouldn't have spent all that time shooting the video at Titan Towers and all that stuff if yeah. he didn't have something up his sleeve. It was just as easy as giving the people what they want. They would have given the people what they want last week. Well, and here's let the other... O- let Oscar fight, Seth. Yeah, and here's the other thing, though. <laughs> oh, if Oscar would be... So- Here, here's the other problem. Here's, here's the other problem Vince faces, though. If Cody shows up at WrestleMania... Cody's bigger than WrestleMania. Because the draw of WrestleMania isn't supposed to be Roman Reigns. It's not supposed to be Brock Lesnar. It's not supposed to be Cody Rhodes. It's not supposed to be the title. It's supposed to be WrestleMania. And I think that if if this moment is as hyped as everyone believes it is, it can't be Cody at WrestleMania. It has to be Shane. It has to be Elias. It has to be whoever to keep us going into the next Raw. Because That, that goes I, back into our conversation about how it's like, there's no payoff. Like you just you're getting jerked around there, and jerked around and jerked around. There doesn't there doesn't have to be a payoff because here's the thing: WrestleMania still has like 15 matches on it, and so like even if you're disappointed Gross. in the fact that Cody Rhodes isn't there, you get Stone Cold Steve Austin in the main event of Night One, which will happen after the whatever troll moment happens with Seth Rollins. You'll have. I don't know, maybe Charlotte will beat Ronda Rousey. That would be great, wouldn't it? You'll have Bianca Belair maybe getting her moment back from Becky Lynch. Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar are going to fight over the title. No matter who wins, that'll still kind of make you go, well, okay, maybe that was better than, than Cody not being there. And then when Monday comes and people tune in to Monday Night Raw, which is at this point, let's be real, become a joke, Cody will show up, and for the next four weeks, people will go, oh my God, Raw's the show where things happen. And that yeah. w- they will keep up that smoke and mirrors, to borrow a phrase, for as long as they can. But it's, it's not going to be at WrestleMania because then he becomes, t- it, it's too big of a moment. You know what I mean? Like the, the Hardys were able to be a surprise at WrestleMania because no one knew the Hardys were going to be there. And so it just became this, oh, that's the magic of WrestleMania. But if everyone's there for Cody and they get Cody, it becomes the Cody show. If everyone's there for Cody and they get WrestleMania... Doesn't matter if they're disappointed. WrestleMania is still the star. And they don't want people. They don't want people not watching Sunday. Yeah. No, if people are going to watch for Cody, they They'll keep they, watching through Sunday. They got me to watch four weeks. I didn't watch this week, but they got me to watch three weeks of Raw just on the fact that hey, maybe Cody's going to show up this week. I'm so yeah, so they'll sorry. get they'll get people to, <laughs> they'll get people to sit through WrestleMania Sunday if Cody Rhodes doesn't show up on Saturday. And hell, they yeah. don't even need Seth Rollins to show up on WrestleMania Sunday. People will still watch to see if Cody Rhodes shows up, and then they'll watch Raw because that is the way momentum works. And that is one thing WWE is kind of good at is manufacturing momentum. Like they they can they can pull they can hook your cheek. It's not fun, but they'll drag you through the river. It's a strip tease. It's burlesque, right? Yep. You, everybody knows they're going to be this naked. Is, but this isn't sexy. Burlesque is supposed to be sexy. Well, it's a little sexy. And the way that what I'm saying is they tease you a little bit. And, you know, they take off the glove. That's Miz coming out and cutting that promo where he talks, you know, it's, it makes reference. The other glove, you know, you got Edge, you know, talking about, you know, dropping all these names, including like some Cody stuff. You know, mm-hmm. then you got the taking off whatever else. You know, I'm just saying. Look, I'm a little tease. And they keep you watching because you're just like, Man, I just know, I just know I'm gonna see something. But in the end, there's pasties. You didn't see shit. That's not that's here's the thing though. John is is using the term burlesque to describe and and yes, burlesque does do that from time to time, but what WWE specializes in is edging. 
<laughs> and right, I'm right. I'm going to explain this in the yeah, most but it, but in twitch. Edging, but in edging, you get to finish. But here, and eventually, Cody's going to show up. Eventually, Veer is going to come. Eventually, <laughs> the viewer will be satisfied. But they are going to make you wait as long as possible. They're going to drag that shit out. Oh. And Vince loves to do that. That's why it took. That's why it took so. That's why. That's why it's. Ta- that's why Cody Rhodes signed a deal ten to fourteen days before anyone had any word that he actually had signed the deal. Is to drag this shit out as long as possible. That's why Veer. That's why Tom Brady was able to retire and then come back to football in the amount of time that has taken Veer to come to Raw because WWE loves edging their viewers and it works. It does from time, like, cause we're going to watch, I'm going to watch two nights of WrestleMania and a third night of Raw. I am. Yeah. Cause at some point they're going to satisfy the viewer. You know, that's not a, that's not a bad, that's not a bad analogy, man. And, and you know, they are kind of good at it as annoying mm-hmm. as it is. And in and a and to that matter, AEW is the exact opposite. They will give you everything in the kitchen sink every week, and some some weeks you'll love it, some weeks you'll be tired of it. But you can't say they didn't give you anything. You can't say they didn't satisfy you. You know, <laughs> if I if I'm being honest, Ross, I, I, I kind of oh, like, no, 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 no. Like like you've explained it better than literally any blogger or anybody ever has in the past like decade. I'm just saying, if you want to watch, if you want to understand the wrestling business, don't watch The Wrestler. Right. Watch watch Boogie Nights. Because <laughs> that's the kind of storytelling wrestling is. It's the kind of storytelling where if you don't We're ready get to a, yeah, if you don't get a giant react, I'm going to put this in the most safe for work way as possible. If your story doesn't make the viewer react in the biggest, most involuntary way possible. You didn't do your job. Right. And that is, that's boogie nights. A fountain of emotion. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, uh, a, 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 a pop, if you will. Or as, or as we call it in the, in the, uh, uh, in the business, uh, a blow off. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So that's, that's where I'm at. That's why I'm like, it's, it's not, he's not going to be there on Saturday. Maybe he'll be there on Sunday, but Monday makes the most sense because Monday is uh, it to put it in terms. Monday is the end of the hour when uh, you're going to have to pay for another hour. Beers manager. I'm telling you what Veer's manager. I'm telling you. Yep. He's Veer's manager. Who knows? But that's, that's the kind of storytelling WWE specializes in but like we said wwe isn't the only uh group running that weekend so i do kind of want to open this up to a wider net john be it wwe be it any place else what are you most excited for uh wrestlemania weekend cats cats you're excited for the matinee of cats you're going i already to? saw the movie nice. uh I've never oh no <laughs> it's the stage, um, the stage musical, much better. Than I the stage musical has the buttholes that they didn't that they didn't put in in the movie. So I, I think that's up to the costume designer. My fingers are crossed for you. Thank you. It's Orlando, so I don't know. Probably uh, not. Probably not. Yeah, but no. In all seriousness, um, it shouldn't be, but it, but it is WWE still. Yeah. There's still something about that big fight. It's like the Super Bowl. Even though I don't know shit about football, I don't know who's on what team, mm-hmm. but. It's that big feeling. And granted, yeah, sure, WrestleMania is missing 30% of that excitement from that yeah. we've had in past years. But that 
70 that's left is still pretty damn big. Yeah, that's still that's still a passing grade yeah. as my uh, underachiever ass can tell anyone. WrestleMania is pizza. Even when it's bad, it's 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 pretty good. It's still pizza. Hell, I, have you ever seen that meme of like the the pizza where they only get meat on it because they didn't specify that they wanted cheese and and sauce? I'll even eat that pizza. No, uh, here, by the way, I have to sorry, I have to give you credit, Ross, because I think you actually said that about something not long ago. So I want to give you a shout out. I think we, yeah, it's it's back and forth. We both love pizza. Everyone loves pizza. But Karen, what are you what are you most excited for WrestleMania weekend? Uh, one of the series that I really enjoyed is Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. Yes. I, I, I like the no ropes, gritty grappling submission style MMA influence. Um, and not just because the young lions are constantly going over there to prove their metal, but mm. it's always a good time. Yep. Uh, I know it's part of the GCW universe world part and GCW, like they have, they do a lot of great programming. Mm-hmm. A lot of it isn't for me, like at the death match stuff. Yeah. I, and stuff that you know is on air after like 10 o'clock at night because I like to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Bloodsport is the my it has become my favorite Mania Week show besides the New Japan show. Um if it if NXT was still NXT, black yeah. and gold NXT takeover would be another one that would be a lock for me. Um I have a friend of mine has allowed me to um be a dependent on their peacock network so i will probably put on wrestlemania out of morbid curiosity oh yeah but i will be doing my laundry i will be doing my chores i'll be you know milling around the house but you know since it's 25 hours long i'll make a charcuterie board i'll go out and grill some stuff i don't know you're gonna but, be a lot, making a lot doing the laundry and you're gonna hear smoke and mirrors and run out and see uh shane <laughs> And I will be so mad. Oh, my God. I'm not going to lie. When I was at AEW Revolution a couple Mm -hmm. of weeks ago and Kenny Omega's music hit and the crowd lost their minds on the Mm pre-show and then Don Callis strolled out, the howl that came out of me, I was like, wow. Like, that got me a, a reaction more so than MJF walking out to cult of personality before CM Punk's match. Like yeah. it was just the, like that kind of palpable, like you can feel like go home heat. Like we talked about it before we went on air, you know, with, with the, the crowds telling like, you know, Osaka being fed up and being like, they started screaming at show to go home and no one's been able to scream in, in New Japan. Yep. And the last time they did that, that was for Taichi before Taichi got wildly popular. Yep. No, you're not. You're not wrong. Don Callis, a a master troll. Since we've been talking talking about the trolls, and yes, he did. He was getting kind of that that show reaction, that 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 show feeling. But uh, back to the original point, I think that what really helps with uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport is so much of the independent shows blur together over the weekend that the fact that there aren't any ropes, that there is a very specific style that they're working. I feel like that really makes it stand out and makes it hard for people to be like, to forget about Josh Barnett's blood sport. You know what I mean? Cause like, I will, I will remember matches from the shows that are that weekend, but I won't necessarily remember the shows. Whereas with Josh Barnett's blood sport. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for four 99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or seven up all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I feel like I remember I remember the whole thing. It, 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 they also, God bless them, they don't overstay their welcome. It's usually like a two and a half hour show. They keep it so tight and they, you don't have time to get bored. You don't have time to really say, oh, this isn't for me. Like, it's just, it's just brutal, hard hitting. Yeah, I like it more than UFC, if I'm not lying. I think, I think UFC wow. kills too much time. Well, UFC, you got to deal with all yeah, the, the middle stuff, you know? The yeah. uh, the doesn't waste any time on it. I, I think, exactly. I, I think what UFC misses is the fact that they think they're a sport. Mm-hmm. It's fine, but nobody cares. Yeah. They want to give it sports analytics. They want to give it an NFL style, eight hour commentary pre-show but nobody wants that they want to see nobody needs that we're and we're if i'm not mistaken we're still at the point where no one has won a world series off of sabermetrics yet so the stat guys have yet to really be like the stat guys have really yet to be proven right on their their whole their whole world they got job stability so good for them (laughs) no i'm not i'm not knocking it and in fact i gotta give a shout out to chris sampson who does a very good job of, of incorporating the storytelling into the stats but like when you're talking baseball, when you're talking UFC, and they're just like, "Well, this guy lands more punches," I'm like, "Yeah, but that guy's got chutzpah. He's got spunk. He's got what those old Hollywood types called moxie." You know, <laughs> I'm the same way with basketball. You like, don't get me wrong. I think Steph Curry is an amazing player because he can hit the three pointers. But I think he's an even better player because of the fact that he has the confidence to hit the three pointers. It's the swagger with which he hits them, not the fact that he hits them. Um, but that's that's just that's just my two cents on sabermetrics. Well, what about you, Ross? What are you excited for this coming Honestly, weekend? Honestly, I'm most excited. Besides I'm sleep, most, yeah, no, there is there is sleep is sleep is for next week. Uh, what I'm most excited for this weekend is Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor, simply for the fact that this is going to be when we actually find out who Tony Khan is as a promoter when he has to deal with stuff like. One of your tag teams has to be at the Impact show during the same time. Uh, he has to deal with the fact that he doesn't technic that some of those people don't technically work for him because like Ring of Honor's in this weird gray area where yeah he owns the company but a lot of the wrestlers weren't employees to begin with they were co- independent contractors and now it it becomes this muddy WrestleMania weekend where. If I don't, if you've never been to WrestleMania weekend and dealt with wrestlers during WrestleMania weekend, tensions are high. They're afraid. Some of them haven't slept. Some of them have wrestled three times that day. And partying. And so, exactly. Well, I, you know, I, that was part of my afraid comment. You know, oh, some, sorry, some, I got you. <laughs> yeah, no, some folks get, you know, have to be have to be up for three days straight. And so, I, this is going to be when we finally find out who Tony Khan is as as a wrestling promoter, as opposed to just a media figure. Because that, like, he's been running a television show for the AEW's time, and now he has to book a professional wrestling show in the middle of WrestleMania weekend. I'm excited to see what the hell happens there. PhD Bounce says that uh, she hopes that you got the right ambulance. Well, here's the thing. They're in Texas, so the ambulances don't matter. That's strictly a New York Athletic Commission there no, thing. There are no ambulances. Uh, you have to get an Uber to the... Yeah, I was gonna, like, they're, d- depending on how cold it gets, they're going to be lucky if they have heat. Um, but it's going to be... It's definitely going to be an interesting test for, for Tony Khan because I will be interested to see if after Supercard of Honor how Ring of Honor functions. If he decides, yeah, we've got this feeder system that I can set up and trust some people to run, or if he decides, oh, sh- this was not worth it. 
I need to just do super card of honor and get the, the stream, the tape library onto a streaming partner or like rehab honor club. Like it's, it's for lack of a better term, it's going to be nut cutting time for Tony Khan. And I'm ready to see what side of the blade he ends up on. For me with, with that show in particular, I do love that they have Mercedes Martinez mm -hmm. and Willow Nightingale on it. Yep. But it's the frustrating thing that their own women's champion, Deanna Perrazzo, is booked elsewhere. Yep. During that show. So it's an interim women's or interim Ring of Honor women's championship match, which hopefully I, my hope for Ring of Honor is that now that he owns it, I'm hoping he keeps it. And all of the people that he's been like cycling into dark and elevation and his YouTube channels mm -hmm. that he picks a bunch of them and throws them onto Ring of Honor, puts William Regal or manages to woo Chris Hero back into wrestling, put people it, into that team. And somebody, I don't care if it's AEW, WWE, whatever, somebody needs to hire Willow Nightingale, give that girl mm -hmm. her due, pay her what she's worth. She's amazing. She's a breath of fresh air and she deserves to be paid a stable contract yeah. if she wants one. Well, and to kind of piggyback on your comment about the interim women's title match that they're doing, the, the fact that it's an interim women's title match at all says so much. Like, there's so much subtext to that stipulation. Because what that tells me is that Deanna Perrazzo, the ROH champion, Tony Khan doesn't know when he's going to be able to get Deanna Perrazzo to wrestle for him because she's contracted with Impact right now. She's also working, she's working all over the place. And I would think... If he knew that he could get Deanna Perrazzo for the next Ring of Honor event, it would be a number one contender match, right? Because then you immediately can say, oh, yeah, they're going to go on and face Deanna Perrazzo. But because it's the interim Ring of Honor Women's Championship, it makes me think that he doesn't know when that Deanna Perrazzo match is going to be. That he has to kind of call an audible with the women's division and, you know, maybe, maybe the interim champ will end up the champ or maybe the, uh, the champion... Maybe, maybe the interim champion and Deanna Prazo will face the next Ring of Honor event, but right now it feels very much like Tony Khan is is kind of just not hoping, the ideal way and to, wishing. to bring back Ring of Honor after three months. Yeah, on well, the, on their mark their their second marquee event of the year besides Final Battle. Well, that, be like that, Supercard's back, but. Well, we're just kind of announcing kind of. the matches. Will yeah, like like <laughs> Gresham and Bandito had a build because that was a match that was supposed yeah. to happen at Final Battle, um, which I'm I'm just gonna put it out there. The I, the the Gresham Bandito match has now been supposed to happen enough times that good luck. I hope it does happen this time, but we're we're starting to get to that Wizards Curse area. Um, but your title should be a good yeah. match. Your title, but that's another match that just feels like he went. Ah, oh, let's let's have these guys go out there and like I don't know, Swerve versus uh, Alex Zane sounds like like it feels like he's just kind of booking it willy nilly. And then the big centerpiece is FTR versus the Briscoes, which, as I should mention again, the it's going to be the second match for the Briscoes within a two hour period. Uh, they're going to have to travel across town to either get to that match the venues or, aren't near each other i don't know how it doesn't matter how near each other the venues are it's it's dallas and i have uh, been i have they're probably I have, opening one show and hopefully closing in the other because i was gonna say because i've been to dallas and it's the traffic there is insane yes it's not la saying insane but it's pretty bad yeah no like i it's it, the it's infrastructure it's all garbage yeah it's it's complicated enough 
<laughs> yeah, like it's complicated enough that like it, it doesn't even have to be across town. Just the fact that they have to get from one show to the other means. Look, don't get me wrong. I think wrestlers can do a great job of calling stuff in the ring and and get. But it it does it makes me feel like either the Good Brothers are going to get the half ass Briscoes match or FTR is going to get the half ass Briscoes match, and I think neither event booked the Briscoes thinking they were getting half of, you know what I mean? Like, cause yeah. it very much feels like multiverse of matches happened when the Briscoes were like, I don't know if Super Card of Honor is happening. Does anyone have anything happening WrestleMania weekend? And Impact was like, yeah, come face the good brother. We're, we're opening up to whoever. And now Super Card of Honor is back on and the Briscoes are like that sitcom main character who's like, I've got two dates to the prom and they can't meet each other, oh, you know? Favorite scene in Mrs. Doubtfire. Put one Briscoe on each show and then just find some indie guy that looks kind of like the briscoe <laughs> a, a, a faux go. briscoe a brisk foe i don't know <laughs> Lan, Lan, lance briscoe like 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 the old lance von eric um but yeah no like it just it does kind of feel like it's a clusterfuck it's a quagmire it's a it, it it's it's indie wrestling baby and that's why i'm like this is gonna be tony khan really down in the shit with the truth like he's he's not gonna be an officer anymore he's gonna be a soldier in the the fight against uh sports entertainment and so i'm interested to see how that goes it's morbid curiosity but it's the strongest curiosity i've got right now i wish him the best i hope the traffic is light and everyone gets to their final destinations safely i am with you um but so we've we've talked let's see what else is there to talk about wrestlemania week that that's like we get, let's do some let's do some WrestleMania predictions since I feel like I feel like that's in the spirit of where we're at right now. John, biggest craziest WrestleMania prediction that doesn't involve Cody Rhodes. Oh shit. Okay. Uh uh I got nothing. Um actually, I would I would like to see uh that the um what's the match with uh with Tamina and all that? And... Oh, the 24-hour lovers uh yeah, it's like it's like there's like a wedding happening, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, here's my weird media prediction. It turns out mm -hmm. to be the greatest segment in the entire weekend. Oh yeah, no the 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 dual marriage between uh, I believe it's Tamina, Reggie, Dana Brooke, and our truth. Yeah, they're polycool or whatever. Yeah, that that four way marriage. Well, it's, it's I two thought different. Tazawa was in on it. Tazawa. Oh no, Tazawa, Tazawa. I'm sorry, that's right. Tazawa is the, the one that's going to be the uh, in disguise is, as the yeah, yeah. officiant. Yeah, no, because it's it's been a long week, and I watched that going like, I, why isn't our truth in this? Um, because he's the but, efficient. That way, you know, that way he can. Who yeah. has the twenty four seven championship? I, I don't quote me on this because it's not. Is it's it not is it, is it Dana? No, Reggie Reggie won it from Dana, didn't he? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> Someone's getting pinned for the twenty four seven championship. Oh yeah, no, it's, during it, the wedding, it, it's the whole thing Cody is built. Cody comes twenty four seven. What happens is they uncover our truth. They're like, wait a minute, you're our truth. Get out of here. And he leaves. Bring in the real officiant, but it's Cody. And they okay, don't I did Cody. I did I did the Google. Dana is Dana is the 24-7 champion. Not for um, much longer. Yeah, that's right. Um not for much longer. Or she's gonna use it instead of a ring. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm I'm completely I'm I'm with John in the fact that it will uh, it will definitely if it's not the best moment, it will be in the top five, even if it's like I think a great surprise us. Like that whole thing with yeah. the Mina and Tazala, where he proposed to her and then you think she's gonna like rip his face off. Yep. Uh but then like she's like puts her hand out, like and you're like, Oh, he's gonna, mm -hmm. she's gonna smack the taste out of his mouth. But instead she puts the 
he puts the ring on her finger and it was actually that was actually really sweet exactly no and that's why that's why i am with you that like even even if everything goes right at this wrestlemania i still feel like that will end up top five just because of the the chemistry of everyone involved and i hate that shit i hate those storylines man I, I i really i see to me that's the platonic ideal of wwe these days like it's not i i i i think it's adorable that wwe still has matches but like for the most part i'm like no this is the talk show show this yeah. is the show this is the 24 7 show it's sports entertainment hell night one's being main evented by a talk show because the whole point of wwe is to go on talk shows and talk about how you've got a talk show and it it gets very meta and very weird and oh, no, that's, and that's a very sweet it was it's a very sweet thing yeah it's gonna be fun i think i think i think you're i, I think you're you're spot on karen how about you wild wrestlemania prediction can involve cody rhodes uh oscar's gonna come back Ooh, and I challenge like the winner of charlotte versus back uh charlotte versus ronda i think i think that's spot if, on if ronda manages to win I think Asuka will begrudgingly give Ronda the match that she always wanted from the time that Asuka won the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, I also hope that Bianca, and this is not a wild prediction, I hope Bianca Belair whoops Becky's ass yep. and takes the belt. That's yeah. in, a, in a good, good match that's not short and involves no cutting of anybody's hair. Okay. I saw there, were, there was a bit, of, a bit of hair cutting going on last week, and I'm like, mm, this ain't it. This ain't it at all. Okay. That was bad. I it's I'm not it. <laughs> I don't know. Haircutting is always it's it's a it's a it's a weird topic for people. That's also, why I, I, get, I get the vibe too though that Bianca doesn't want the braid anymore. Or somebody Ooh. doesn't want Bianca to have the braid because it looks like it's pain it does get painful. Yeah. You know, I kind of get the feeling um this is this is an excuse to if, get rid of But it. if it's Bianca's choice to take out the braid because she looks really cute without it, then it, let her just take it out like don't don't but in 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 canon it's her hair yeah i mean it's 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 her hair but at the same time it's 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 very disrespectful to women in the black community to have this kind of angle where you're targeting their hair because it's Mm -hmm. it's something that they've always been targeted for especially in different environments and it just doesn't as, as a woman i'm uncomfortable watching it yeah. And I can't imagine how black women feel about it. Even mm. if Bianca's agreed to the angle, it just doesn't feel right. And I'm not yeah. going to, I'm not going to pretend, I mean, I'm not going to police anybody reacts to anything. I'm also not going to pretend I understand the perspective or even have a right to, to, to discuss that perspective. I will say that if, if they, if, if she wants to get rid of it, then I agree. They should find some other way to do it because having Becky do it, even if Bianca says, well, I want to do it. I don't know. I can't. I can't say how, you know, if, if if that's okay for her to do or not or whatever. Just doesn't. But my concern is, I could, right. right? But my concern is, it's then used as a thing culturally later on, where people start saying, you know, talking about cutting someone's hair and shit, and it just it just seems like it could be as a cultural zeitgeist and become. It would be different if it was an actual hair versus hair match where they both it's a consensual match where they both decide that that's what it's going to be. But like when this happened to Fred Rosser in New Japan Strong a couple of months ago, when it was Team Filthy, it was a group of white guys, like holding down a black man and cutting his hair. It just it doesn't feel right. So it's it's the same thing. It just here here's how I kind of feels like a like a a microaggression hate crime. It just doesn't feel right to me. No, it's Oscars too. No, yeah, no, it's it's low. It's don't get me wrong. I agree that it's a it's a loaded 
loaded storyline. Um, but it, it at the end of the day, WWE is not afraid of loaded storylines. The yeah. way I would do it, because here's the thing is, I don't think, first of all, I don't think Bianca cut a piece of Betty, Becky's actual hair last yeah. night. I don't think Becky's got a lot of her actual hair on her head right now. Yeah. Um, but still, it's the, the it's yeah, the no, image and I, it's I, again, yes, and I get that. But is adding to that, the way I would handle this is I would have Bianca remove the uh, the remove the braid on her own, admitting that this isn't my this is an extension. Lots of people have extensions. Plenty of people have them. But because of the nature of this extension, it's given me an unfair advantage because it's literally a whip. Cause it's literally this long six foot it's it weighs however many like tens of pounds and i think you get a big baby face reaction from saying i don't need this to win matches anymore i don't need this to you know be who i am you know bianca is more than her hair never needed right, it to win in the begin to begin right because that's the other thing is right now her graphic is her lips and her hair and so like if i am her i would try and make the entire face a part of it. yes no exactly it's very weird and so i, I would i would say some strange like lovecraftian like creature like it's like a mouth with hair yeah. uh but also culturally it's just like yeah no it, there's there's, there's a lot about me that are that define me that are important <laughs> yes no and there's a, that that's why i'm saying naomi saying she or i'm sorry bianca saying she's more than her hair i saw naomi's name in the chat so i i don't mean to swap the two but bianca if bianca decides to become more than her ponytail i think that is a great step in the bianca belair character especially uh especially if it is causing you know i i wouldn't be surprised if it's causing some neck problems i'm not saying she can't you know keep training and keep up with it i'm just saying eventually your neck gets tired of having that much weight on it i had long hair and it was only down to like my and you're, middle and of you're, my back and yours didn't have whatever kind of rod is in the middle. Like it's it's a it and is an apparatus. So like you have to. And I was like, this is fucking heavy. I mean, yeah. It's, and 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 I didn't have a braid. It wasn't a It was natural. It was down in the middle, only down in the middle of my back, and I couldn't fucking handle it after a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine trying to do everything Bianca does in the ring. But but again, I hope. I I guess what I'm trying to say before I was trying to say is. My hope is that Bianca booked this angle with them, mm -hmm. and that this was her idea and not somebody booking an inappropriate angle. That's all. But I just hope that that conversation right. gets had at some point on a yes. podcast to clear yeah. it up because that's what's frustrating to watch. It's and yeah, it's it's definitely like I said, it is it is a loaded a loaded storyline. That's why I do kind of feel like if Bianca decides to get rid of the ponytail, it can we can move away from, you know what I mean? It can finally be addressed. It can finally be put to bed. My big reaction or my big uh, guess for WrestleMania weekend, my big prediction, I think Rey Mysterio defeats the Miz, gets his mask back, but does not put the mask on, gives the mask oh, no, to no. his son, Dominic Mysterio, so that then they can both they can be father and son masked luchador uh legacies like they were supposed to because he's talked long and hard about how he wants to give the mask to his son they are now currently fighting with the miz and, and one of the paul brothers over the mask and the respect of the mask but there's also a little tension between them too because keeps catch he keeps costing uh ray the match right like he just got like he keeps interfering and getting kicked mm -hmm. out and 
what if we're looking at split between them and a little bit of father son you know a little bit of vader and luke skywalker but here's the thing if they're gonna do that they have to do that after ray mysterio gives him the mask don't no half measures break our hearts can he take the mask from ray no no ray gives dominic the mask uh-huh. dominic puts on the mask and then and then six punches his father right in the yeah. face now you're talking i'm not i'm not i'm not saying wrestling move i am saying oh, yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. beats the crap out of his father yeah and then the next time we see him he has a evil version of the ray mysterio mask he says that he is was, because this is for eddie yeah dominic is raymond no no i'm not even i'm not even bringing eddie into this because i think eddie's been dragged into ray mysterio's life enough as it is I say make Dominic Mysterio the evil Mysterio son, the 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 son that went road. Make him the prodigal that Ray has to has to somehow get back into the fold. And and per, if it was me, he'd never make it. He'd never get him back into the fold. And Dominic would stay the just the most hated luchador in the history of North America. The only way to make the angle interesting because I am I'm sick of them. I'm sick of like like we're supposed to be like like Dominic's supposed to be over. I'm supposed to be like wow he's so cool when like. Mm-hmm constantly raised like oh my baby boy please suckle at my teeth and it's like yeah. like it's embarrassing that's what i'm saying i think we need grown-up dominic i for my comic book fans out there we need under the red hood dominic we need oh, him to yeah. get we need we need logan paul to beat dominic with a crowbar until he's unrecognizable and then dominic's like you didn't protect me dad and that's his like evil villain yeah, origin I, story you're a grown man son there exactly there's there oh we got meat there see what i mean we've 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 injected a bit of we've we've injected a bit of adrenaline into this uh wrestlemania ray we put some adrenaline we put some adrenaline in the soul of this year's wrestlemania wow they should have let us book it yeah one of these days (laughs) one of these days we'll be back there john sitting with vince mcmahon writing with pencils and i don't know watch watching him drink dr pepper you're gonna walk out of that room after a meeting can go Oh, that's why this sucks. He didn't listen to anything. <laughs> <laughs> but oh man! Paid. At least we get exactly. What's the old line from Family Guy? Cash the checks. You're gonna die one day. <laughs> um. Anyway, so we've talked WrestleMania. We've talked the New Japan Cup. We've talked Super Card of Honor. I think. I think the only thing left to talk about. The only thing in this world that we we have left to talk about is the thing everyone's talking about and i am of course talking about this past sunday when the flash entered the speed force and cinema history was righted so So long opening tracking shot of touch of evil so long luke destroying the death star so long every historic moment in cinema the trial of tom robinson uh the the plantation burning and gone with the wind the greatest moment in cinema history finally awarded the flash entering the speed force from zack snyder's justice league oh and also while it happened uh the star of shark tale will smith smacked the star of Madagascar, Chris Rock, for making a joke about his Madagascar co-star, Jada Pinkett Smith. We're never getting Madagascar 4 now. Um, that's my that's my ultimate take on the Will Smith, Chris Mad Rock. Madagascar. J- yeah, that's my take on the Chris Rock, Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith kerfuffle because all of these people have more money than most small countries. And so I honestly, I don't care if Jada Pinkett Smith was offended. I don't care if Chris Rock's jaw got broken. Hell, I don't care if Will Smith was a little bit embarrassed by his behavior. It was all funny to me. It was all just watching 
three crazy people, two of which have ties to Scientology, act as crazy as possible on Hollywood's biggest night. Uh, the slap, yeah. the slap, the slap. It's now, all anyone can talk about. John, go ahead. Now, it's not our place to say what's right and wrong. First of all, I'm just going to say that these are these are black people. They got their own thing. I don't want to police how they work, you know, how they think, mm. how they, you know, their culture. I, I, I don't know. I, I've never lived it. I've also never been a millionaire. So I can't speak on that either because I've never lived that life. But yeah. I will tell you one thing. I have been somebody that's been that pissed off before. And I managed not to slap fucking somebody in the mouth, even though I really wanted to. But I'll tell you what, I drove home wishing I did. So okay. That's all I'm going to say is like, I get it. I get there you go. that. I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to say whether I agree if he was right or wrong, because again, and in my place, I wasn't there. Uh, I don't know these people. Also, they don't care about me, so I don't care about them. Yep. But I will tell you, I have, I have felt that that little laugh that he gave before he we went up on stage. Mm -hmm. I've, I've felt that laugh before. I've also seen people do that laugh when I've said something stupid. Mm -hmm. So that's all uh, I can fucking say. Yeah. No, it's uh, there. I, I, I still maintain the only actual way to moralize about this is everyone's right. Everyone was wrong. And it was all funny. Uh, yeah. cause like, I, I understand if, from, from Chris to Jada to Denzel, I understand everyone's motivations. Uh, I just think all of it was goofy as hell and maybe, uh, me and, and maybe the greatest moment in Oscar history, Karen, uh, your thoughts. Okay. I was playing animal crossing last night when this all went down, I was on my Island. I was fishing. I was landscaping. I was minding my own business. I was staying hydrated, but then for you. So a rude, a rude villager, right? A rude Islander said some shit to another Islander. So Will Smith, the resident, the island resident, came up and hit him with the net. <laughs> See, but that's when you go to resident services and you talk to God bless her, yeah. you know, the, the girl who does everything because Tom Nook sure doesn't yep. and starts talking about wanting to evict people. Yeah. See, yeah, so you get it now. See? Yeah, I get it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was just enjoying some Animal Crossing last night, but I was keeping an eye on Twitter to, to uh Enjoy the the dresses and the suit game and Shim Lu looked absolutely amazing and I love him in that all red like suit he had going on. Ooh, but yep. yeah. Now I do and want I, I do want to talk though really quick about the real thing about the Oscars this year. Fuck the slap. Yeah. People bring on their own snacks because yeah. there's like almost no catering. Yep. And That's a thing. Yeah. So uh, I saw two people. I apologize that I don't know who they are. Um, and that's my fault. I should know better, a film student, whatever. But one of them had flaming hot Cheetos, and the other one had Mandarin orange wedges, and mm -hmm. they were offering the Questlove. Uh, the, the, those are some bold food choices for a black tie gala. Yeah, well, it, <laughs> well, and to be fair, it wasn't as black tie as it was in past years. Like the, yeah, people, the I, I would, I would compare this more to like Grammys fashion, and and God bless them for it. I thought it was, I thought it made things a lot more fun. But like, yeah, it was, it was a. A weird Oscars. Uh, it was just, it was just off. It was just off in all of the 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 hilarious ways. I, and also, I wanna I wanna point out that it felt the least like the Oscars, and yet now I regret not watching it live, and I might do so next year, even though I haven't. Oh, if you Oscars watching it watching it live was an experience, because like. The best way to the, the, handle Amy Schumer for more than three seconds. So. Oh, Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer was fine. She delivered all of the best jokes from Twitter from the past like ten ah. years. And so, like, I I can't I can't hate on the material. I as a bit, she should have said, just so you know, Twitter wrote all my jokes tonight, and then just literally read tweets 
Yeah, no, I mean, she could, she could have, and I would have left because, like, yeah. every tweet she stole is one that I have either liked or retweeted in the past, oh. like, ten years. So, like, I'm, I'm okay with it. It was a, it was a good show. I think the host, I think the hosts were fine. I did find it hilarious that Jesse Plemons is such a good actor that people thought he was actually offended by uh, Amy Schumer's bit about Kirsten Dunst being a seat filler when, like, like they were both really a bit because she yeah. knows where they're sitting. She knows who they are. She has to go there. A, a seat filler would not yeah. have randomly been in that seat if the person knew there was a segment coming. Exactly. No, and it was it was funny as hell. I I I think I think there was some some great stuff happening. The best part though was the reactions to the slap because it was it as complicated as people's reasonings were and as as much nuance as there is to the slap itself. The reactions fell into two camps. You have either been hit in the face before and said yeah that kind of happens sometimes like hell i'll bet they were even laughing about it at the oscar party and if rumors to be believed diddy got everyone together and they squashed the beef and so they were laughing about it at the after party because it it can only be described as a a slap to let someone know they've been slapped but he wasn't trying to injure you know what i mean like it was it there was a there was a a certain if you've been hit in the face before, you've been hit in the face before. But anyone who hasn't been hit in the face before, it was a travesty. They were like, well, Will Smith needs to be arrested for slapping Chris Rock. And then they found out that Chris Rock didn't want to press charges. And they're like, well, Chris Rock should be locked up for not respecting himself enough to, re to press charges against a friend of his. When I, I would, if I was Chris Rock, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be dealing with the LAPD. Like, it's hell. Also be clear, by the way, this has been a situation since 2016. Yeah. We have history. We have no right to comment on it. Again, not just it's, because we're, you know, different people, but also, hello, like, they, they have personal shit that they've been dealing with. Well, and, and and like I said, Jada Pinkett Smith and Chris Rock are co-stars of the Madagascar franchise. Like, I can promise you at some point in the past four years, Will Smith has told Chris Rock, hey, if you say anything about my wife again, I'm going to hit you. And Chris That's just went, oh. Put his hands yeah. by He's like, here it comes. Yeah, and then Chris Rock was like, man, I didn't think he'd do it at the Oscars, but yeah, he told me he was going to hit me. Or he figured, um, I'm going to tell this joke. It's going to go over so well. He's going to slap me, but that's the price I pay. <laughs> yeah, no, like, and he, you can, you could, you could tell all of the jokes that were going through his head after the slap, and he just, he settled on, like, really? Which I think was a very professional way to handle it. I whatever he says, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's like, I, as, as wild as the slap was, the overreactions and the essays that people have been writing about it have just tickled me pink. He slapped Kevin James harder in Hitch. Yes. Yes, he did. He slapped, he, he has slapped many people harder than that. Like it was just, it was, yeah, like that's the best way to put it is, I don't know, as someone who grew up with male friends, sometimes you're going to get, you're, you're going to get smacked because you, you stepped out of line. Uh, like, yeah, I don't know. I get it, man. Listen, I grew up in Jersey. We handled our shit really loud. And if nobody stopped after you got really loud, it got physical. Uh, I, that's I went to I went to a pretty nice school in upstate New York, and it was still the kind of school where there would be fights at 8 a.m. So like yeah. I just it, people people are and and some of the people getting in fights would then be laughing in class by the by 3 p.m. So like all the time, man. And then, and but that's the thing. That's what I tell people about. Like, here's the culture, right? For me, at least, being a grown up Italian New Jersey, we yell at each other, scream, and then people would be like, "Oh my god, they're fighting!" And then afterwards, like. All right, I feel better. You feel better? Yeah, I feel better. You yep. got it out. You got it. Yep. No, I can't. I can't wait for the movie. 
I, I, I think whoever whoever plays Denzel is going to have an Oscar-worthy moment when they have to do Denzel. the, the devil. Yeah, because that, that quote about Denzel coming up to Will Smith and telling him, look, the devil's going to come for you at your highest moment. I mean, that's some that's some Oscar movie shit right there. Like, that is... Yeah, especially when you add the, like, the other side, because you have Denzel on one side of Will Smith being like, man, the devil's going to come for you at your highest moment. And then you have the, like, high five handshake that him and Samuel L. Jackson exchange, where Samuel L. Jackson's clearly being like, yeah, I would have hit him too. And so, like... I already leaned over to some of the writers that uh, that were sitting next to him, and he's like, hey, give me a line to give Will Smith. That And now you've brought up another point. It's entirely possible Chris Rock got smacked for a joke he didn't write, because the Oscars have Uh, writers, people. Yeah, but he did say... he. He, uh, it was improv. It was improv. It wasn't on the teleprompter. And it was, okay. And it's apology. Now, now that could be to pull heat off of the writers. Um, but there's no way he could say that because like too many people know it's on the teleprompter. So yeah, no, but at the end, but my point still stands that not everything people say on the Oscars is improv. And the whole thing could have been kayfabe. We had this conversation last week. Kayfabe doesn't only exist in wrestling. That was, I, I will say as someone, as someone who's been hit in the face, that wasn't kayfabe, but it wasn't, it wasn't assault. It was a real hit. Yeah. What I'm saying is. Would you say it was a receipt? They, yes. But there you go. It was a receipt. Dan and ready. He's got his hands behind his back because he knows, it, he knows what's coming and he's afraid if he flinches, he'll look like a bitch. So he needs to take the slap with good humor. Or he realized the joke was not what he like what he thought and how it like came out were two different things. So he's like, mm, I probably earned this one. Yeah, no, that was that. Yeah, exactly. He knew the price. He paid it and it paid off. And 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 quite to bring everything full circle. We've been talking a lot about wizards curses. This did feel like an Oscars that was cursed by the fact that everyone into it going, oh, they're cutting out all the technical awards. They got Tony Hawk introducing a 60, the anniversary of James Bond. Like, it was so cynical already that, like, any anything lighthearted like Amy Schumer calling Kirsten Dunst a seat filler was going to be taken in bad faith. Tony and then Hawk, you star of Jack's, uh, Jackass Forever? Yes, the star of Jackass Forever, Tony Hawk, and Sean White introduced the James Bond tribute in that's a joke that even 30 Rock couldn't write. But I think, um, I think that's cool. Like, let somebody who's into James Bond, because I'm sure he's- Judy Dench was in the room. Well, why? I mean, she can't introduce something that she herself was a part of. It's supposed yes, to be they can. She they gave you Judy Dench. She can, she can do anything she wants. They, they brought out Francis Ford Coppola and a bunch of the people from The Godfather to be like, hey, look, it's The Godfather. You can't have Judy Dench or like Rami Malek, one of the last Bond villains, there, show up. Yeah, exactly. There uh, was a really lot of. Yeah, there were a lot of Bond people there, and they decided Tony Hawk and Sean White and some... I don't know who the bald guy was. I'm sorry. But the, those three extreme sports... Okay, yeah, yeah. The extreme sports guys were the ones to introduce Bond, just like they felt that when I think an in-memoriam segment, I think dancing and puppies and, like, just just the most tone-deaf in-memoriam segment I have ever seen in my life. I think I think they were going for gospel brunch, but it felt like a joke. They skipped a bunch oh, of no. important people in a memoriam too. Again, every like they do every. Well, year. that that comes with it, but I'm used to them skipping people while playing a solemn like song about like they usually it's like Leonard Cohen or something. Whereas this, it was like they are gone. I'm sorry that they're gone. It was just it, we got it was too <laughs> much. It was too much. And then you have like oh, then you have uh, what was horrific. It? You have Jamie Lee Curtis holding a puppy, being like Betty White was always a uh, uh, someone who loved uh, shelter animals so go uh thank go thank a dog for being a friend and adopt them and like dancing with this puppy in front of r.i.p betty white like it was just then you have bill murray coming out there uncomfortable like 
Ivan Reitman made a bunch of great movies and I miss him. And they're just dancing like behind him. It was so none of, and, weird. And none of my favorite ones were Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> you could tell. No, and I, and it's all super awkward and, and tone deaf. But the whole fucking awards are all the time now. I, well, yes, but they that, used to be, back they used to be so good. That's, that, that's what makes me sad. I think what it is is I'm used to disrespect for the living. I'm not used to disrespect for the dead. Yeah, and that, no. just re- that just hit me like a ton of bricks. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. They don't care who's dead. They made fun of the animation uh category. they made fun of animation they made fun of the last duel which is on hp it's streaming like you don't need to make a screener joke about that movie and, and um and it's just it's, it's upsetting and it's fine that's why i don't watch them anymore i don't watch them. oh i watch them every year this is my super bowl um that's why that's why i was so excited that it was right in the middle of, of wrestlemania build this year uh, so similar as we are and as soon as you get along i think i'm your anti-thesis yeah <laughs> maybe that's why we get you- along well, no, because like I, I don't see the Oscars as a celebration of films, but I do see them as a celebration of Hollywood and what Hollywood thinks films are. And I think that's right. I think that's just as important when trying to figure out like because like I, I need an anthropological study to figure out the people that like Coda. I can't imagine being in a world where I watched those 10 movies and went, you know what? Coda is the movie that stuck with me the most. I, it just, it just, it, it is, it is against everything I stand for as a, as someone who watches movies, but that's the, that's the Oscars is now I get to find out how many of those people exist and I have to go, all right, what, what is it they liked about this? What is it that, I just you know, want to see what the Coda party was like. I'm sure it was, I'm sure it was a blast. Like yeah, the Coda for your consideration party. I mean, the one that they have where they invite all the people that can vote. They went to the White House. Like, I'm sure it was a blast. Like, and at the at the end of the day, uh, Marley Matlin is a fun person to be around. Like, she just seems like she seems like a a, a blast to to meet. Troy Kotzer also seems like, like a, an awesome dude. Like and when, so, like, I like when it was Les Mis, they brought like they had uh, the two actors. Oh God, why can't I think of his name? Hugh Jackman and Anne Hathaway. Thank you. They came and they sang live to all the. Uh, this was for the Golden Globe. Yep. They sang to the foreign press. Uh, to try and get them to like vote for them and maybe maybe that's what changed this year because like these are the first couple of years with the foreign press they're not allowed to bribe the foreign press anymore and so that completely changes that's... the rest of award season uh yeah because the Globes... like oh no swag bags sorry yeah, not they, interested because the golden globes were trying to go legit this year they were like no one bought these awards we we're absolutely uh, uh above the fold now oh geez man i it, whatever it is i'm just glad at the end of the day everybody apologized and now madagascar 4 is no longer in jeopardy exactly and that that is the important thing to remember is everyone apologized no one has to give back their oscar no one has to go to jail sometimes people overreact to shit i mean you move the fuck on i mean they gave roman polanski his while his ass was uh, running away from being arrested, so mm-hmm. no, exactly, no, ex- and and as as I said, there are too many people in the history of the Oscars that I can't believe no one's been smacked at the Oscars. I believe no one's been smacked on stage at the Oscars. John, John Wayne tried. John Wayne tried, and James Caan was in the audience, so like someone smacking someone, but like it definitely, it definitely, uh, I think, I think the overreaction was the funniest part. But what's uh, the escalation for next year? Because you know the producers aren't going to let. The next year like fall flat so oh, the escalation for next year is chris rock hosts i think judy dench super kicks uh chris and stewart maybe 
Maybe. I would love to see Judy. I would let Judy Dench super kick me. That's and so I'd that's thank her for it. That walk all over me if she wanted to. I would like that because it goes back to everybody. It goes back. It goes back to like last year when they had uh, Glenn Close doing debut. You know, like that's that's what I want from the Oscars. I want Glenn Close doing debut dance. I don't want people yeah. getting smacked and someone telling Kirsten Dunst she's a seat filler. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't want uh, the only thing that really worked for me was oh, yeah, when Kristen Amy Stewart. Stewart. I don't know why I said Kristen. No, uh, Kirsten Dunst. It was Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, I don't know why I, I said I missed, Kristen Stewart. That's my fault. Sorry. Because she was also there. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I want more of, I want more of Amy Schumer telling Adam McKay to his face that his movie sucked like that, that worked for me. Um, even that was a little too mean for some people, but that, that was Oscar night and that was the beauty of it. Well, at least that Encanto song lost because I wanted them to get karma for putting the wrong song up for nomination. Yep. Cause also it's a Puerto Rican song by a Puerto Rican singer mm-hmm. and not one of the Colombian tracks, you know what I mean? Like, yep. So, but also they should have put up Bruno. For fuck's sake, we don't talk about Bruno or pressure. They, they did the whole. They they even performed Bruno. But no, I th- I think it was I think it was I, a mercy. It was know. a mercy vote from parents everywhere that have been listening to Encanto for years that were like, you know what? I'm I'm finally ready to listen to the Bond theme. Uh, my personal choice would have been deserves it. By the way, she's been through so much. Uh, she was supposed to have a Halloween Horror Nights house, uh, and then COVID happened, and yeah. they canceled it because it wasn't relevant anymore. Because it was supposed to be a goodbye to the old mm-hmm. Billie Eilish. Yeah, the new Billie Eilish is all is all luxurious and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's done like she's such a good artist. Uh, music's not necessarily my thing, but I think she deserves a lot of respect. And it's nice to see her win. And what's this? The 18th like Bond song to win an Oscar. So. Oh yeah, no. If you if you want an Oscar, write a Bond song. Although I do think it's wild that uh, I still maintain Beyonce's song for the King Richard movie was more a Bond song than the No Time to Die song. Uh, sure. It had it had a bit more of that bombast. Like I don't know. Yeah. The, the 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 latest trend of sad Bond songs doesn't work for me because like it's still being sad played. Bond. But he is a sad Bond, but the the opening credits are still naked women in front of explosions and yeah. other stuff. And so, like, when they do the right. sad stuff in front of that, I'm like, hey, this Hold is on. fine. One give me some give me some Shirley Basie. Give me some bombast, you know? One time I watched a strip club, a stripper routine at the body shop in Los Angeles, Sunset Boulevard, beautiful, to There Ain't No Sunshine. And when I tell you, Ross, that there was not a dry eye in the room, you just look around. Some of these guys got up to like, you know, like call their wives or, you know, like <laughs> it was, I'm serious. Dudes got up and like grabbed their, like we're leaving because it was so sad. Everybody, oh no, I, but it was beautiful. It was so beautiful. I, I believe it. I believe it. And I think on dudes crying in a strip club to ain't no sunshine, that's a good place to wrap up our Oscar talk because we've gone fully off the rails. I thank everyone on on Twitch who has been hanging with us for the past hour and 43 minutes while we go from pillar to post from the New Japan Cup all the way through to the slap. Um, it has been, it's been a wild, wild night here on Tama's Island. Before we go, Karen, where can folks find you if you want them to find you? Uh, if you would like to find me, you can just hop on the social medias like Twitter and Instagram, uh, Twitch and YouTube at Hey Karen Sensei. I also do post coverage or sorry, I just do stardom coverage for post wrestling at postwrestling.com. 
this Sunday, no rest for the wicked Cinderella tournament 2022 starts. So I will be writing about that, uh, the opener this weekend and then the finals at the end of the month. Hell yeah. And John, where can folks find you if you want them to find you? Well, uh, you guys can find me over at linktree.com slash John Sebastian, J-O-H-N, S-E-B-A-S-T-I-A-N. Uh, come, come, uh, come slap the shit out of me when I talk some <laughs> shit about you. Tag your, tag your wife so I can make jokes about her. Uh, and I'm, I'm ready to defend the hill. I'm no bitch like Chris Rock. I won't even apologize. Now the heel is back, baby. The hot take wow. is back, baby. Man, I got to be nice again? Dang. Yeah, you, 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 you took new and improved John behind the barn, man. Wow. Uh, the I'm old yellered him, man. It's a lone <laughs> shot rang out and eat a, a raven cawed and a bunch of doves flew into the air. More just just, just look at the flowers, face. John. Just look at the flowers. The more Tama goes baby face, the more I'm going to go heel, just so you all know. Oh, no. Oh my God! It's going to get volatile here on Thomas Island. Uh, if all, you, by the way, we're holding Tama Tonga uh, hostage. If you want to hang out with them, you have to pay for the happy hour. <laughs> yep, head on over to Patreon. I was just about to say that if you want to, we we got an update this past weekend from Tama. He's had a very busy week getting, uh, trying to get revenge on Bullet Club and also learning to tag with Taguchi and Wado and freaking Tanahashi. So while if you want to hear about Tama living the dream, head on over to patreon.com backslash Tama's Island, become an uh, Islander tier subscriber, hang out in the happy hour with us. It's a damn good time. And also all the tiers get to listen to this podcast a couple days early. Like if you, if you're watching us on Twitch, you already know it, but if you're listening to us on our, your po- favorite podcasting platform, you're like, man, I want to watch these guys record it live to tape, uh, head on over to twitch.tv every slash Tama's Island every Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. You can find me at Ross W. Berman IV on Twitter, Ross Berman IV on Instagram, at Ross W. Berman IV on Letterboxd. It's mostly, that's mostly my handle. And uh, rossberman.bandcamp.com for all your folk and blues needs. I have a new album coming out whenever the hell I finish it. Uh, at Thomas Island on Instagram and Twitter if you need to, uh, if you need to hit up the podcast. Again, thank you, John. Thank you, Karen, for coming on to this supersized road to WrestleMania. Spectacular. Uh, I tried to to roll my R's there, but I'm a little over-caffeinated, so I couldn't do it. Uh, We are going to call it a night here, folks, but we will see you next week. Please, uh, if you have to, like, go outside, touch some grass, take some mental health breaks during uh, WrestleMania weekend, please do it. It's going to be a long weekend, so make sure to take care of yourselves. Make sure to sleep. Get sleep. sleep. (laughs) Listen to your bodies. Be kind to yourselves and be kind to each other. We will be back. We'll be back next Tuesday to dig through the rubble with a fine tooth comb, whatever happens this weekend. Take care, y'all, and thanks again. Thank you for listening to this week's Thomas Island. Find more great Thomas Island content like the Shotgun series, weekly happy hour Zoom course with Tama, video versions of the podcast, and much, much more at patreon.com forward slash Thomas Island and visit at Thomas Island on Instagram and Twitter. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.